Hello and welcome to this week's Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Karen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm Becky. <laughs> and I'm still Emma. I am still Emma. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Karen, Karen Tash. Hi. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Because there's a Karen in the room, I wouldn't dare say otherwise. You have to be on your best behaviour today because I will yeah. send an email if not. <laughs> Do you want to fill people in on why you're a Karen? Basically, I've just sent two <laughs> emails to my children's teachers today. One of which I feel like is valid. Yeah, one I was mean, definitely they're valid. Both valid. They're both valid. But one was about they're doing like health and sex education next week. And I just queried some of the terminology they were going to be using and the products that they would be telling the children about. And I wanted them to tell them about more eco-friendly products. (laughs) And then uh, the second was about a child that's been saying some quite concerning things in class. I don't really want to go into too much detail because, you know, somebody might listen. But yeah. So I sent two emails to the teachers today and uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Embrace it. Embrace your inner Karen. I don't think you were Karening. You were just a concerned parent. I don't think that <laughs> quite... I don't think you're quite a Karen. Thanks, I appreciate that. I think when it comes to our kids, we can all be a bit Karen-y. I know I certainly have. Like yeah. with my um, eldest, when she tried out for gymnastics... In my opinion, she wasn't being supervised enough and she ended up hurting herself. So I had a massive go at the gym teacher and kind of stormed out. And then I was like, wow. Hello, Karen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah, I definitely am that parent also. But more in the sense that if my child's doing something they shouldn't, I'll be like, "Eh, do you want to stop doing that? Like they'll be swimming. They do swimming lessons on a Wednesday and we watch them and... Sometimes I see my youngest messing around and it takes a lot of strength for me to not scream at her across the pool. Stop doing that! (laughs) With my youngest, when she's in gym, because she stayed in gym, because that's quite well supervised because they're only little, I'm at the window and I mime to her when she's being naughty. So I'm not actually (laughs) screaming, but I'm miming, like pointing the finger in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. When you guys have a Karen moment, do you look in the mirror and like the Karen talks back? It's like, we have to speak to the manager. We have to do this. (laughs) And you're like, no, I don't want to. Yes, you've awoken me. (laughs) That's basically what's happening in my head. Oh my God. Thinking about it, that gym incident when I had a right go at the gym teacher, I instantly left and rang the gym president. (laughs) (laughs) No complain (laughs) Mate you went in You double complained I double complained I went to her supervisor and complained Oh my god (sighs) What happened What happened Yeah but do you know what You need a new haircut Oh shut up (laughs) (laughs) No I think The issue is as well is when you're paying for something, so not only are they your children, but you're also paying for a service, like you should be getting a good service. Well, yeah, like don't drop my child when she's on the parallel bars, please, which is what happened. Um, And that wasn't the first time she'd hurt herself. So yeah, I think I had every reason to be pissed, but maybe not call the gym president. What happened? 
Did you get expelled? No, <laughs> no, because Freya, Freya still goes and I'm fine because they look after the little ones. But no, it, it all blew over. But yeah, I was a bit of a bitch. Yeah, well, they probably deserved it. <laughs> I bet when you walked in the next time, they were like, oh, yeah, that's that cow that can play my like, Oh, hi. <laughs> How's everyone? Oh, God. <laughs> Schlang. That, yeah, that, that <laughs> bloody English woman. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, I'll survive. Anyway, Becky. Yeah. So. What? Caleb, you bye. <laughs> Do we have to? Yeah. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Oh, well, I think. <laughs> well, I think we talked about. Didn't we speak about this a few weeks ago? Yeah. Exactly. That's why it's totally relevant and needs to be talked yeah. about. Well, I did the thing that happens to everyone. That especially if you have to call people a lot. I said I love you to a customer on the phone, and then I died. But I'm back now for you <laughs> from the day. <laughs> but yeah, I am. Um, Meant to say, he said, have a good day. And I said, I meant to say, okay, you too, bye-bye. And it went, okay, love you. (laughs) 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 Bye-bye. And then I put the phone down and melted to the floor. Do you think he heard? Do you think he knows that you said love you? Possibly. But he lived in like a really posh area down south. So I'm not really that bothered, to be fair. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't know if he's heard. I've said it when I'm meant to say lovely. You know, like saying, okay, yeah. lovely, thanks. Like, yeah. I've said love you instead of saying lovely. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, dear. Very embarrassing. But when I do something really embarrassing at work, I have to instantly go and tell one of my colleagues about it because it helps me. Even though that they obviously then tease me about it, and my colleague then <laughs> kept coming in my office saying, "Okay, hi, baby, love you," <laughs> <laughs> and then now I'm telling everyone on a podcast. It does help. It helps when you talk about it. I if not, I'll so. be cringing about it at night. If I didn't tell anyone, I'd be like, "I'm still going to cringe about it tonight." I'm pretty sure. But I've had a lot of people say it to me, but yeah, I haven't said it to anyone else. I don't think before. You're very lovable, though, so I actually think they mean it, Beth. Yeah, I think oh, I think they you. do as well. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, uh, yeah, we'll just move past it. I think I've had many cringy moments this year at work, so it's just added to the pile. Yeah, just put it on the, that's going to keep me up at 3am in the morning. Oh, if anyone wants to write in at some uh, super cringy that they've done at work or just like in an awkward social setting where you have to act proper. Yeah. (laughs) That's just reminded me. Did I ever tell you guys on the, I don't know if I've told on the podcast before, when I was with one of my exes, I went to meet their mum and it was like a big family dinner, which is like the absolute ultimate thing that I hate. I am not comfortable in meeting boyfriends' mums at all. Uh, Apart from my mother-in-law now, who's absolutely lovely. Shout out to her. Yeah, previously, awkward as fuck. And at this point, I was wearing braces and it was a New Year's Eve meal. So what do the French eat on New Year's Eve? They eat oysters and lobsters and that. Yeah, oysters. Seafood. Yeah. I'd never had an oyster and I was grossed out. Sorry, my cat's meowing behind me. Uh, I was grossed out by it, but I didn't want to be rude and say, no, I'm not having it. And they were like the proper, like, cold, raw, still alive oysters. Yeah. So I took this mouthful of salty snot 
straight in my mouth and didn't chew. Just tried yeah, to swallow it down, but it got. I think you're meant to just swallow, aren't you? Yeah, but apparently it is better if you chew it. Well, I was not chewing it. And either way, the thing, I don't know if it got stuck or if it grabbed on for dear life, attached itself to my braces. So it was halfway down my throat, but like still in my mouth. Oh, God. Oh, death by oyster. So I'm like internally going, but I can't let on because I'm at this family dinner with my boyfriend and I'm trying to give a good impression. So I was just sat there for a good five minutes trying to get this fucking oyster out of my braces. I could have died. I could have died. And then the mum was like, oh, do you want another one? I'm like, oh, nah. I couldn't. Nah. So Saving nice. Myself. I don't want to steal them from anyone else. <laughs> oh, I could just oh. imagine this oyster hanging on to my train tracks going, please, yeah. no, <laughs> don't. <Yeah. sighs> Is that yeah, what made you go cool. vegetarian? <laughs> no, but now I think of it, it might. It should have done. It should have done for yeah. sure. Oh. Oh, bless you. Imagine Emma died from being too polite because she was choking on an oyster. (laughs) (laughs) Dad tell her mother-in-law that she was dying. (laughs) Oh, dear. I am, when I tried an oyster, it was at the Christmas meal too with my husband's family. And it was his dad. It was only him that liked the oysters, but it was like his Christmas treat. And uh, he was like, oh, do you want to try one? And like for two years running, I'd said no. But then on the third one, I was a little bit drunk. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try an oyster. Today's the day. Today's the day I become a woman <laughs> with an oyster. With an oyster. That sounds yeah. so wrong. Oh. You lost your oyster virginity. Yeah. One, one girl, two oysters. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. So I put the little lemon or vinaigrette or the lemon juice on it that you have to do. I knocked it back, but I kept it in my mouth and it feels like a massive phlegm. That's what it it feels like. But cold, a massive phlegm. I was like, right, you're supposed to just swallow it. So I did it and I I, I felt it go down. I instantly felt nauseous and I'm I'm not very picky at all with food. I'll eat round about anything. Oh, instantly my belly was like, nope. Don't do that again. Yeah. And also alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, can you imagine puking up oyster? I did. I puked it up later on. Oh, was it still whole? Yeah, it was. It said hi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was like, thank you. My uncle got eaten by one of you and she had braces and she swallowed him down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she wouldn't let him go he was hanging on oh dear oysters man have you had them before tash no never no you uncultured swine <laughs> <laughs> i've swallowed enough things in my life i don't need to do that to be fair <laughs> tash i don't think they bother you because you're used to that kind of feeling in your gob so am i Oh, I, I think what makes it worse about oysters is that they're cold. Yeah. Because, yeah. like... Opposed to that nice, lukewarm semen. Warm temperature. Mmm. Mmm, semen. No, but, mm. like... <laughs> oh. Semen. No, semen. actually, no. Tastages. Stop making out that I do that. A million I potential don't. children wiggling down your <laughs> mouth. Tastages. But... <laughs> Jizz in my pants. 
come on my face. <laughs> I just don't want to swallow anything cold, okay? Oh, well, I'm looking forward to the melody of those, what we've just said, Emma, or possibly <laughs> being cut out, one of the two. <laughs> I'm leaving all of it in. I think it's pure gold. <laughs> right, genuine question oh. for you guys. Because we haven't got a Tinder with Tash this week, so we're just having a little bit of a natter before we start. Kind of fitting, because it's embarrassing, but I'm not going to go into too much detail. I went to see the gynecologist today. Yep. And when you go and see the gynecologist... They finger you. Well, she actually had like a massive like dildo thing with a condom Did on she? that went in, on. right? But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> she had a massive dildo. With a condom on <laughs> and lube. Oh. oh, I know what it is. Uh, yeah, for the, the internal uh, ultrasound. ultrasound. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, either way, you have to have a special outfit, right? Is it just me? Sorry? Like there's a gynecologist outfit. Is this some kind of weird role play? No. I'm sure I've seen this scenario on Pornhub. Do no. you dress up as a nurse? No. <laughs> My ovaries are naughty. You have to scan them. <laughs> scan those ovaries, you naughty bitch. <laughs> get your dildo out don't oh. get a condom <laughs> roll that condom on it oh, we'll do it slowly eye contact, eye contact. <laughs> oh yes my feet fit perfectly in these stirrups oh, do they did you shave your toes <laughs> i did not shave my toes because i don't have hairy toes tash i have hairy toes i do I'm too not embarrassed about that and I went for a pedicure today and I hadn't shaved my legs or my toes. I went, I'm sorry, I haven't shaved my legs or my toes. Well, because I haven't worn flip-flops yet this year because it's so cold. And she went, oh, nor have I, don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> no, right, back to the gynecology thing. I always wear a skirt or a dress because I don't want to be... Yeah, I agree. I don't want yeah. to... So, so see, this is a gynecology outfit. I don't want to be butt naked, fanny out, arse out. You know, I know it's out, but I don't want to see it. If I don't see it, then it's not happening. So if I've got a yeah. skirt on, they oh, just pop it under the skirt. No, you know, nobody's having a good look at anything. It's all good. Yeah, I 100% any time I'm going to get any sort of female exam, you know, whether it's a smear, go and get your smear done, girls, or... Yeah go to see the gynecologist I always wear like a dress or a skirt well there you go easy access it's not even that I just think it's really awkward to get changed we well, yeah. find that bit really awkward like yeah. what am I meant to do with my clothes should I fold them on the chair yeah, you just fold them awkwardly on the chair this is why we have the gynecology outfit where do we put our knickers inside the trousers and then you roll them up but I also, after the first once, uh, once or twice going to the gynecologist, that weird, awkward jump that you have to do when you're trying to put jeans back on in front of someone else <laughs> is totally avoided by the gynecology outfit. I completely agree, Emma. Yeah. See? Good idea. And actually, my gynecologist said, that's really practical because I said, see, I'm wearing my gynecologist outfit. And she was like, you did a good job. And I was like, thank you, Miss Gynecologist. <laughs> all i had to do was just slip my knickers back on boom yeah. jobs are good and yeah anyways did um she give you a sticker she didn't but i feel like if oh. she had stickers i would have got one 
Yeah, or did, I think so. Did she too. leave you all? Oh, but I suppose, you know, like, I suppose you didn't have it on your belly as well. Like, when no, no, I know what, exactly what you're going to say, but she did. I had Luby yeah. Fanny. Oh, Luby. Did she give you a load of tissue to wipe yourself up and you have to mop yourself off? No, and thank God, because I would not be wiping my vag in front of somebody else. <laughs> it's awkward, isn't it? Like, mop, mop. I just waddled out there with, like, luby vag. The last time I had any sort of internal examination was when I was having my coil fitted. I'd had it in for, like, five years, and she couldn't find it. Oh, God. (laughs) And so I've got this tiny little, like, I don't know, nurse practitioner trying to find this coil up my fanny. Anyway, she found it, got it out, replaced it, put a new one in. But because it had, like, the strings basically had gone up into my cervix, she had to, like, really reach in there. Oh, God. Was she, like, elbow deep? Yeah, practically, (laughs) the poor cow. Um, She had to use a lot more lube than perhaps they normally would. And um, she wiped me up. She wiped my fanny. (laughs) I don't know what's worse. After rooting around in it. It was very awkward. I think what they should do is give you the tissue and then leave. Just leave. Yeah, I would have preferred that. And because it was difficult to locate, they'd brought somebody else into the room. Oh, God. To relax me. I know their trick. So obviously, the more she was rooting around, the tenser I was getting. It didn't particularly, like, it wasn't comfortable, but... I thought I was being really calm, but obviously I I wasn't. And uh, it was all tensing up. Just got super tight, Fanny. And... uh... (laughs) Tinder with Tash. Get in contact. Super tight, Fanny. She's on her face. Jeez. Swallow. (laughs) So there's this woman. I don't even know what she was. I'm pretty sure she was basically just the cleaner was standing at my head. Did she come up to you and get like wave her mop in front of your face and be like, follow the mop. Follow the mop. And she was just doing that weird, you know, like small talk, like asking me if I was going away and all stuff like that. Are you going on holiday? Literally. I was thinking, hon, I know what this is. I know what's going on here. Just get this thing out of me. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, you guys don't know you're lucky. You just have to have a finger up the bum. Yeah. Quick tickle of the old prostate. Mm. Trickle, tickle. (laughs) A little cough and uh, on your way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, my cats keep meowing at me, so if you're picking that up, I'm sorry. They're very cute. They just want to join in with the chat. They're just saying that they don't shave their toes either, so it's fine. (laughs) They do have hairy toes. For people listening, we're actually on camera today. Usually we don't see ourselves, so if you think we're a bit more chatty and a bit more like, open and ridiculous it's because we can actually see each other so i mean i don't think we could get any more open than we've just been i mean every every single week i think i hit new levels of how open i am but i've just told you about a little old lady rooting around in my vagina (laughs) so uh you are open when that happens your legs are literally like a why so open it was unreal yeah (laughs) right shall we do this or have you got stuff to say i've got a few things to say and then we can crack on with the stories i'll allow that so my horror song from last week 
was your song by Elton John, and I was convinced. Can I sing? Can I sing? Can I sing? Yeah. And you can tell, tell everybody, everybody that this, this is, is your song. song. It may be quite simple, but simple, but now that it's done. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. But I wrote down in words oh, how wonderful life is. Now you're in the world. That's actually one of my favourite songs. I like, yeah, I like the Ellie Goulding version as well. That's also nice. I like the version of Moulin Rouge. I like my version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was expecting everybody to get that, but... I only got Rochelle, Ruth, Nicole, and John. So well done, you four. Because I thought that was really obvious, but maybe not. I thought it was super obvious, but Becky didn't get it straight away, did you, Beck? No. Um, my friend also got it, um, Rachel. So well done, Rachel. Go, Rachel. I did, in fact, sing it to her. Oh, she got a little preview. She got a preview. She, see, she sent me a message saying, got a guest for this week's horror song. And I just put, I'm listening. And then she put your song, question mark. And then I sang it to her. And she said it was beautiful. So, well, it is. Rachel. You've got the voice of an angel. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're more than welcome. Right. So last week, you know your Tinder with Tash when we heard about Michael the Scammer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got two comments and they made me chuckle so hard. I'm a listening. So the first one was beep, 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 John. Hello, John. John said, what you should have said is I'm not angry, just disappointed, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Daddy. John said that before, and he? <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole said, for Tasha's scammer, daddy, I would have said, if I could just throw out $50 willy-nilly, I wouldn't need a sugar daddy. And then she would ask him, why doesn't he pay the $50 and just send me 1950 this month instead of the full 2K? So it's funny that she says that. I've had this scam before and that's how I know it's a scam. Like I've had that, a very similar interaction. And I actually said that to somebody before i was like you just pay it and take the money out of the the allowance he's like oh i can't do that baby you have to do it i was like i have no money i'm sorry yeah yeah but wait until this podcast comes out with all that gynecology talk we are going to be fucking famous (laughs) (laughs) yes we are (laughs) shall we um crack on with some stories let's do this girls Bex, you're up, babes. I'm up. Right. Now's your time to shine. On the night of the 28th of December 2017, Wichita police received a 911 call from a young man saying that he'd just killed his father. He identified himself as Brian, claiming that he was at 1033 West McCormick Street and he was holding the rest of his family at gunpoint. He said that he'd already poured gasoline throughout most of the house and he was about to set it on fire. He wanted to hurt himself and more people. And for this type of situation, a dispatcher would actually send out a SWAT team. So it stands for Special Weapons and Tactics. Never knew that. Never did I. I only know that from today. Every day's a school day. (laughs) Yeah. 
So a SWAT team's mission is preservation of life and property during critical incidents and high-risk operations. The SWAT team is called upon to respond for high-risk search and arrest warrants, incidents involving barricaded suspects, hostage rescues or active shooters, as well as crowd control and other situations requiring their sources. Members of SWAT also provide training tactics to other members of the police departments during like training exercises if they needed uh, extra training and stuff. So when they received this 911 call, it was actually the Wichita Police Department officers that were dispatched to the area and they weren't SWAT team members. So they were actually untrained for tactical situations or hostage rescues. The only reason they were is because it was a pretty urgent situation and they were closer. The the SWAT team was way further away. Yeah. So they needed someone there to stop anything happening. Makes sense. Yeah. Police got to the property and surrounded it. And then they called for Brian to come to the door, so which he did. So as he opened the door, he was quite blinded by all the lights and looked terrified. Police shouted at him. So he opened the door. Police shouted at him to put his hands up. So he starts putting his hands up and then stopped and turns around. Oh, no. As if he was reaching for his gun. So at this point, a Wichita police officer standing on the other side of the street fired a single round, striking him and piercing his heart and right lung. So he fell to the ground straight away. Yeah, yeah. Brian was transported to the nearest hospital, but he was pronounced dead 17 minutes after he was shot. Once he was down, police then ordered the family to exit the residence. The family was handcuffed and taken into police custody, questioning. They were handcuffed? Yeah, they were handcuffed by police. So why? I think it's because I don't know if it's procedure. I don't know why they were handcuffed. Can you imagine that? That's just shit. If your son has just killed his dad, and, like, threatened to kill you, and then the police come in and put you in handcuffs. I don't know whether it's just a normal thing for them to do, because there could That's be two wild, shooters. Isn't it? Yeah. It was surprising. And also, I think it's because they weren't tra- possibly weren't trained for this type of situation. They thought they'd just be safe than sorry. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose if they're freaked out and they're panicking and whatnot, I suppose it's safer for them to have them in handcuffs, but... Anyway, crack on. Yeah. It was only when they questioned the family and checked records that they realised that the man that they shot that day wasn't someone called Brian. It was a 28-year-old man called Andrew Thomas Finch. He was a father of two. Andrew hadn't called 911 and neither had anyone that was living at the residence. What? Oh, my God. Andrew's young children were at the residence and had to step over their father's body on the way out of the house. Jesus Christ. Is this just some sick joke? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like a really fucked up prank. His niece was also there and Andrew had custody of his niece because her mother had died earlier in the year. So it wasn't the first time that tragedy had struck this family. Oh, oh God, poor girl. It was also just after Christmas. So... 
the 28th of December, especially if you've got, if you've got that week off work, you're just full of food, mulling around. The kids are playing with their presents. It's a nice yeah. time. A nice, relaxing family time in front of the fire, in front of the telly, just being together. So he basically just went away from his living room to answer the door and got shot. God, can you imagine that copper, though? I bet they feel like absolute shit. They rang the doorbell or whatever, and they shot him. I'll get into it in a minute, but Andrew had heard someone moving around outside. Yeah. And uh, was thinking, oh, oh dear. And this was like at night. So he was thinking, oh, dear, is is someone trying to break in? You know, especially around Christmas, there is kind of a lot of break-ins and that. So he was kind of going out like, you know, he had his young, he had his family in the house. So he just went to the door to see who was there. So it turns out that Andrew was the tragic victim of something called swatting. So swatting is where someone makes a hoax call to 911 to draw a response from law enforcement. So which is usually a SWAT team. The individuals who engage in this activity use technology to make it appear to the emergency services that the call is coming from either directly from the victim's phone or from the area. So if the swatter was in California and they'd do it in a way so it looks like it's coming from, in this case, Wichita, so that the 911 operator doesn't like clock on and think, hey, maybe no, this this is a hoax call. Sometimes swatting is done for revenge, sometimes as a prank. Either way, it's a very serious crime and one that is potentially dangerous. Is it also something that can be used to, like, you know, like as a, like a distraction tactic? So, like, if something else is happening, that all the, like, uh, emergency services have been sent to the hoax? Yeah, that could be another reason, yeah. What, to keep the heat off of them doing something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So apparently the phenomenon, actually it happened to a lot of like live streamers on YouTube that were victim to this. So like their, yeah. one of their subscribers would call in the SWAT team and they'd get SWATted live on YouTube. Oh my God. Apparently this started in 2008 and the FBI since have arrested numerous individuals on federal charges stemming from just the swatting incidents to some who are actually currently in prison because of the consequences afterwards. The FBI looks at these crimes as a real public safety issue. They used to say it's only a matter of time before someone gets seriously injured as a result of one of these incidents. There have been many close calls. Uh, One was a a police officer that was injured in a car accident during an emergency response that turned out to be a swatting incident. So he was rushing to the scene and had an accident. And also the unsuspecting victims are usually caught off guard when SWAT teams suddenly just like burst into their house. So some people have suffered mild heart attacks. And when victims are scared and taken by surprise, mixed with a law enforcement group that think that they have killed someone, that is a bad mix. Yeah. So it's a very, very dangerous situation. What the fuck is wrong with people? I don't know. People are fucking idiots. Like, on what planet is this funny? Is this a good idea? Is this entertaining? It's It's shocking, isn't it? It It's awful. Well, we'll get into it in a minute, but it's just absolute man children most of the time 
That's what I've called them later in the story. People that spend so much time online that they're almost not in the real world anymore. And don't think that it has consequences or don't care. Consequences? Consequences. Ah, yes, those things. That, it's that word. Yeah. It, it, try it at Scrabble. Consequences. Yeah. On a triple letter, boom. Yeah, boom. Stick a few <laughs> Zs in there if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as of being very dangerous, it's also very expensive. It can cost thousands of dollars every time a SWAT team is called out. And although there are no national statistics on how many swatting incidents occur annually, the FBI guess that there are hundreds. A recent trend is also a thing called celebrity swatting, where celebrities are the targeted victims, so people like well-known actors and musicians. The people that make these calls are very credible and they have no trouble convincing the operators that they are telling the truth. Most who engage in swatting are serial offenders and also are involved in other cyber crimes such as identity theft and credit card fraud. So often they either want to brag about their swatting exploits online or they like to use it to exact revenge on someone who angered them online. So these are the deadly series of events that led to the death of Andrew Finch. It all began with a game of Call of Duty. So you know what that is, shooting game. Yeah, yeah. So there are websites that you can play Call of Duty on and actually win money if you win the game. So it's like an online tournament. Yeah. The wager to enter these tournaments is a dollar and a half. So a dollar fifty. Thanks for clearing that up for us, babes. Yeah, no, I've, I've, <laughs> I've written it really funny. I've put it doesn't even make sense at all what I've written down. So playing on one of these websites, so it's a website called UMG Gaming, and it was a tournament on there. Two man children, Casey Viner, who was seventeen, and Shane Gaskill, who was eighteen at the time were both playing for the same team. So they were together. These teams are usually full of people that are actually pretty good at the game. When you're playing, there's people being shot everywhere, things blowing up, it's quite intense. So at one point, amongst all the chaos, Shane accidentally shoots Casey's player. And the friendly fire gets them both disqualified, so they both lose their $1.50 wages. So instead of getting on with their lives, possibly a little bit miffed that they both lost, you know, a dollar fifty. Yeah. Well, I mean, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. Showing their general lack of maturity, they took to Twitter to argue about it. Amongst their like back and forth arguments, like super stupid stuff on Twitter, Casey then threatened to swat Shane over the loss. So Shane loved a bit of this drama and he was egging him on, saying that he didn't have the balls for it and he was never going to do it. And then Shane says, if you're going to do it, here's my address, tweets his address and said, I'll be waiting. Except for the address that he tweeted wasn't his current address. It was an address that he used to live at. He used to live there in 2016, but then his family was evicted. So there will be records of them living there. Casey then contacted a guy called Tyler Barris. 
25 and provided him with the address given to SWAT Shane. He used the free Wi-Fi provided by a library to make it look like he was calling from Wichita. So that got his call transferred to Wichita City Hall. And that's when he spoke to the 911 dispatcher and it came up with as a Wichita calling code. So that's when they believed it, when, uh, when the call came in. And that's when, you know, the whole story was spun about him being called Brian and it killed his dad and everything. So Andrew Finch wasn't a known gamer and had nothing to do with the Call of Duty match whatsoever. He was just collateral for these stupid people's stupid argument over a, a dollar and a half. That is shocking. So Andrew Finch died because of a dollar fifty wager on a stupid game online. This is absolutely horrendous. I mean, I'm shocked. Terrible, isn't it? Absolutely awful. Really I mean, your stories are always awful, but this is just senseless. Taylor Barris... So the guy that organized it, he was arrested on the 29th of December, 2017. So they caught them really, like, the day after. Yeah, the day after. Yeah, they were on it. They knew they'd fucked up as well. So they were on it. They actually brought him in on a fugitive warrant that was stemming from 2015 because of a charge that he had against him for making false bomb threats. The fuck is this man? Got a very small penis. Very small. Yeah. He's terrible. He was brought in and he admitted it pretty quickly. Taylor had actually swatted many people during his online gaming. His online pseudonym was Swatistic. So he thought he was really cool. Bellin. Yeah. Putting autistic and swatting together in the same word. And he thought he was absolutely amazing for doing that. Well done. Such wit. He loved doing it. Someone apparently had swatted him at one point and he just never stopped doing it to other people since. So he called bond threats to schools, to TV companies. He was living with his grandmother at the time and his grandmother was sitting watching the news with him one day and he said, oh, hi, Graham. Do do you think um, I could empty that building? I could get that building emptied. And the next day he'd called in a bomb threat to this particular building and they all had to evacuate. And his grandmother, like, dobbed him in. Oh, good on to her. To the police. Go yeah, good on her. And then she got a restraining order. She was like, you're a fucking idiot. And apparently all he did was play online, online games all the time. Never went out into the real world. He was just in his own little bubble. That He didn't give one shit about anything that he did. The bomb threats, the fact that he could have caused like a stampede of children coming out of the school and not mentioning all the people that he scared and money that went to waste looking into it. Yeah. So Tyler, Casey and Shane were all indicted in the United States District Court for the Districts of Kansas on the 23rd of May on charges related to the swatting. So Tyler was charged with false information and hoaxes, cyber-stalking resulting in death, making threats of death or damage to property by fire, conspiracy to make false reports and wire fraud. Casey Viner was charged with wire fraud, conspiracy to make false hoax reports and obstruction of justice, and conspiracy to obstruct justice. 
Shane was charged with the same obstruction of justice, wire fraud and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Shane Gaskill was re-indicted in July on additional charges after it was discovered that he was putting on Twitter to try and get Casey and Tyler to try again because he still he hadn't been swatted yet, so he was egging them on to do it again. What an asshole! Absolute prick. Yeah, so he was the one who gave the address out and uh, got the poor guy shot anyway. He wasn't wasn't the one that did the swatting. He was supposed to be the victim. He gave the false address. Absolutely. I mean, it could have been almost innocent because he might not have thought that he'd actually would have done it. But I think if he really thought that he wasn't going to do it, he would have given his real address. So anyway, so Casey Viner was sentenced to 15 months in prison and two years supervised release. Shane Gaskell was sentenced to 18 months in prison. Tyler Barris was sentenced to 20 years in federal prison. Oh, fucking hell. They got him, didn't they? So they got him because he had a million charges against him for other stuff. Yeah. They found out all the hoax calls that he called in and it all added up against him. And then obviously, Andrew's death. Yeah. But there's, a, there's another person. So there's the officer that fatally shot Andrew Finch. And that was Justin Rapp a officer in Wichita Police Department. He originally stated he believed Finch had a gun, but testified in May 2018, saying that he merely saw Finch make a motion with his hand, like towards what he thought was a gun. But bearing in mind, they had 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 a report saying that someone was armed and had already killed someone and was holding people hostage. It's understandable. Yeah, if that was the case, he'd be a hero. Yeah, it's understandable, 100% that they were on edge. Yeah, I mean, I do think training is a thing and that should happen. And I think that man feels terrible. Yeah, his life is ruined. But if it wasn't for three absolute idiot neckbeards, they wouldn't be there. No. So if it wasn't for this stupid, stupid, I just want to... The anger I felt towards these three idiots. So anyway, in in response to Andrew's death, the Kansas State approved a bill in March 2018 to establish creating a false alarm resulting in injury or death as a class one felony, carrying a prison sentence between 10 and 41 years. So the bill was signed into law by Governor Jeff Coyler on April 12th. So that's a law now. Good. The bill was also known as Preventing Swatting and Protecting Our Communities Act of 2018. So the city of Wichita eventually reached a $5 million settlement in a federal lawsuit involving the fatal police shooting of Andrew Finch during the fake emergency call. So the family were awarded $5 million from Wichita State. Don't replace a dad. No, absolutely not. But at least they admitted that they were partly to blame. Yeah, they've got recognition. But... Yeah. I don't know. Tyler Barris had to pay them as well. Good. A certain amount. You know, he was homeless, so he's yeah, never yeah. going to pay that. Yeah. You know, and he's in prison for 20 years now, so... There is a um, a Netflix documentary on this. 
I think I just typed in swatting or something like that into Netflix and it popped up. It's the first episode in like a mini series. Yeah. Uh, so that's worth a watch if you want more information. And it does, it covers this particular case. Yeah, swatting is, I can't think of the word, but it just makes me so angry. <laughs> it's infuriating. That's the one. Uh, and it's needless and stupid. Well, yeah, it's just awful, isn't it? Did yeah. the, the, the copper didn't go to prison, did he? No, the copper didn't go to prison. I mean, their their family did want something to be done about him. But, you know, it, it's the state that paid out anyway. But like I say, if if it was a real call, there wouldn't have been a problem. No, I think from the family's point of view, obviously they want justice and they see the person that shot their dad, husband, uh, uncle, whatever, as being guilty. And I can totally understand that. But from like um, a spectator point of view a little bit more rational that policeman it wasn't his fault yeah if it was a SWAT team they probably wouldn't have fired straight away I mean they were trained for that type of situation either that or they would have fired the minute he started turning around well what the reason why he turned around was we don't know why he stopped putting his hands up but I think he was just scared yeah he was probably just turning around to say yeah he was turning around to tell his family to not come out because he was worried yeah. And uh, that's when he got shot. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Poor... Poor man. Absolutely poor horrendous. And um, the tragedy doesn't stop there for the family. The niece that Andrew was looking after committed suicide in the years following the attack. She just couldn't... Oh, bless her. ...come to terms with losing her mum and then losing her uncle in, and guardian in such a horrific way. So, really, those kids have got two deaths on their hands. Two people's blood on their hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolute wankers. Waste of space. Yeah. Shouldn't be sharing oxygen with us at all. No. Well, thanks, Bex. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you going to thank me? Well, you're welcome. Yeah. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, babe. <laughs> when you mentioned that Netflix documentary, it reminded me that I wanted to tell you that you made such a point of saying how good this documentary about Sadie Hartley was that I watched it because I said I would, so I did. And I've got a bit of a different take on Katrina Walsh because you said, you know, she's very childlike, she's a bit slow and all that. Yeah, yeah. I was on and off, but yeah, I was thinking more that side, yeah. I think that was an act. I watched her go over... Like when she was remembering what was in the bag of stuff that she had to get rid of, like the knife and... Yeah, and she suddenly remembered everything. And she's like, and, 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 and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, oh, oh, she, 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 she... And I'm thinking, fuck off, you're acting. You're absolutely 100% acting. Just too I could much. bet money on the fact that that was a fake reaction. Because sometimes when she spoke... She was not stupid, right? She wasn't slow. I mean, that's how I took it. But when she yeah. was pretending to be, you know, with the three sleeps and all that, I just think that was an act. I really do. I think she was mm. trying to get away, play the innocent, I don't know what's happening, I can't remember, I'm a bit slow, I'm not all there. But then you, you can hear her have a perfectly normal conversation at, at another time. So yeah, that was my yeah. take on it. Anyway, I just yeah. 
yeah, I was just like, you're acting. Yeah. What did you think of Sarah when they woke her up in bed? And she was like, oh, what's going on? And then acted like she was tired for hours. She's just a psychopath. Absolute psychopath. Oh, I, wanted to, I wanted to slap them so much. The but... photo that you sent me, she actually looked prettier than on the oh, documentary. Yeah. On the documentary, there's something wrong with her eye, isn't there? She's like got a, a droopy eye. Yeah, I just think she's an asshole. That's what she looks like. An asshole as a face. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, the documentary was really good, but I just thought I'd let you know my take on uh, Katrina. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Right. To collect ourselves before my story, shall we stick a trailer here? Yes. Let's do it. A man in Brazil dies from severe burns, maybe from a UFO. In Washington, D.C., Jack the Slasher breaks into a house and barely steals anything, but dumps molasses all over a piano and cuts up curtains and sofas. I'm Andrew Gable, and on Forgotten Darkness, I'll look through old newspapers and other sources to find those lesser-known stories of yesteryear. I look mostly at true crime and unexplained phenomena. So if either of those topics sounds like your sort of thing, check us out. You can find the podcast at ForgottenDarkness.Podbean.com or on most podcast apps. All right, then. I'm ready for the rest. The rest. Right. I'm not going to give you any hints to this because this is a weird one. Depending on... What creeps you out? It might keep you awake tonight. I'm exhausted. I need a big sleep. Might be all right, Tash. It just depends on what creeps you out. To be honest, I never know because I don't feel like I consistently get creeped out by the same things. Oh, well, here we go. There is something very creepy about certain dolls and mannequins. I don't know the psychology behind it, but I can only imagine that something that we recognise as human, but not quite, freaks out our brains. Like, hey, that looks human, but something is off. Yeah. Probably a similar reason to why people get terrified of clowns. That's exactly what I thought of, to be honest. Yeah. We saw how horrified we were at the sight of Elena, do you remember, from Carl Tanzler's corpse mannequin. And also, we knew instantly that her Bowmeister was dangerous once we were told that he'd posed mannequins around his pool. Yeah. Yeah. Both, by the way, awesome episodes. If you haven't listened, I strongly suggest that you go and listen to them and I will put which episodes they are in our description. In the stories I'm going to tell you today, however, people had every reason to be scared of the mannequins because these aren't just a bit off. They have something seriously wrong with them. My first story starts in Mexico in the town of Chihuahua. Do, 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 do. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. <laughs> In 1930, a bridal shop owner called Pascuela Esparza was excited to hear that her daughter was going to get married. Of course, she would have nothing but the best dress crafted by her own hand, and Pascuela would make sure her daughter had the perfect day. I mean, it's great for getting married if your mum has a bridal shop, right? Yeah, it's perfect. People became concerned, however, noticing that her shop, which was called La Populaire, La Populaire. I don't know. I don't know. I'm putting a French accent on it. I don't know what the Mexican accent is. I do that all the time. (laughs) So it's La Populaire. Was not only closed on the day of the wedding, but also for a good few weeks afterwards. 
They would oh. soon learn that tragedy had struck the Esparza family. Their beloved daughter had died on her wedding day. Oh, God. When she was bitten by a black widow spider and died just before arriving at the altar. Oh, bloody hell. Both her parents were obviously grief-stricken and in total shock because what should have been their daughter's happiest day turned out to be her last on this earth. When the bridal shop finally reopened, customers were shocked to see that they were greeted with a big smile from Pasquella. They gave their condolences and she would simply reply, my daughter will always be with me. People also noticed a new mannequin in the storefront. Oh no. Oh dear. Dressed in the most magnificent wedding dress. Now, this mannequin did not look like any of the other mannequins in the shop, or to be honest, anywhere. This mannequin was gorgeous. She had real hair, beautiful glossy glass eyes, not just painted on, lush eyelashes, she was wearing Mm -hmm. makeup, and bizarrely, she looked a lot like Pasquella's deceased daughter. At a closer glance, Mm. they saw the mannequin's hands. The skin had pores and wrinkles like a human hand, fingernails with cuticles. The detail was astounding. Her legs even had varicose veins. Did she have hairy toes? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't find that information, but I bet she might have done. Oh. People asked Pasquala why she looked so real and why did she look so much like her daughter? They even began to speculate that the mannequin was in fact the corpse of the cursed bride that had been... I actually think they might be right. (laughs) That had been embalmed to perfection. Pasquella always denied these accusations, saying that she had bought the mannequin from France. And so, for years, there in the shop window stood the mannequin that would soon come to be known as La Pasqualita, meaning Little Pasquala. Unlike the other mannequins, Pasqualita was only ever changed behind a curtain away from curious prying eyes. Customers in the shop would say that the mannequin cried sometimes, or that its eyes followed them round the shop. Some even saw its smile. The town began saying that if you received a smile from Pasqualita, that it was a good omen and would bring you luck. People would sometimes see her move out of the corners of their eye. The employees would find her in different locations when they came to open up. One employee said, quote, Every time I go near Pasqualita, my hands break out in a sweat. Her hands are very realistic and she even has varicose veins on her legs. I believe she is a real person. Now, before I go any further, I'm just going to send you guys a photo of her hands. And bear in mind, this is 1930s, okay? This is something that somebody apparently was capable of doing in the 1930s. I mean, definitely looks like a hand to me. God. Can you see the detail? Yeah. And there she is. She does look like a person, doesn't she? Right, so for comparison, here's a 1930s mannequin. There's no comparison, is there? There is quite a lot of difference there, isn't there? Yeah. Okay. One night after the shop had closed, a taxi driver saw someone moving inside. He stopped for a closer look. 
and lit by the moonlight, he saw a beautiful woman dancing in her wedding dress. Dancing in the moonlight. He instantly fell in love and returned the next day to inquire about the woman he had seen, only to be informed that there had been no one inside the shop that night. Then his face turned from disappointment to sheer terror as he locked eyes with La Pasqualita and realised what he had seen. Another story that pops up when searching for information about La Pasqualita is that a couple who were arguing in the street across from La Popular, the girlfriend ended the relationship, but as she walked away towards the shop, her ex brought out a gun and shot her. Oh my God. I know. She fell to the pavement as he ran away. She looked up and saw La Pasqualita smiling down at her. She begged her for help just before passing out. She awoke in hospital, the doctor saying that her survival was a miracle that they couldn't explain. The woman, however, always gave credit to the mannequin in the bridal shop for saving her life. Wow. So, is this true? Is the mannequin, in fact, the extremely well-preserved corpse of the Esparza's daughter? I have no answer to that. The detail of the hands is extremely unnerving. And considering that this would have been done in the 30s, I can't explain how someone could have made something so very realistic. There is also the fact that the hands have aged and turned a greyish colour and that the cuticles around the fingernails have receded just as you would expect them to do on a corpse. But how did they preserve her so well? I know that you can preserve bodies the former Soviet leader Vladimir Lenin is proof that a body can be displayed for decades. But in his case, he's kept in an airtight glass box, highly guarded, and he's embalmed every other year. The cost of that comes to $200,000. I doubt a little Mexican shop could afford that. Yeah. Did the Esparzas discover a new way to conserve a body? The new owner of the shop, now called La Popular, La Casa de la Pascualita, literally meaning the house of the little Pasquella, was asked by journalists if the story is true or not. He replied simply with, is it true? I really couldn't say. Not very helpful. No, he no. wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ask, answering a question with another question. What an arsehole. <laughs> The town of Chihuahua was extremely upset in 2018 when the mannequin was sent off to an antique show and when she returned, she wasn't the same. The shop owner assured people that she had just undergone repairs, but they didn't buy it. Could it be that the antique show discovered that she was indeed a corpse and therefore the shop owner had a replica made to keep the story alive and his business a tourist attraction? Either way, La Pascualita still stands today in the bridal shop. Is she just a mannequin or a corpse? I guess we'll never really know. I mean, I think oh. we know. Those hands, man. There's no way that's not a corpse. Right, and this photo I'm sending you is the before and then when she came back in 2018. Her face, even on that picture, though, looks a bit yellowy like a, like a dead person. Yeah, it's very odd, though, because if it is, they have discovered a way of embalming that we don't know about. Because she's, Mexico is hot, right? And she's there yeah. in the sun every day. It's almost as if they've just put her skin. Cause it, yeah, it could be... You know, uh, like she's like literally taxidermy. been taxidermied. Yeah, yeah, she's been taxidermied. 
That's what I think. I mean, whoever whoever did it had to be really skilled because taxidermy is only as good as the base. It's the base that has the shape and you just lie the skin on yeah. top. So whoever did it was really clever. That's what I think. I think she's taxidermied. But she mm. moves. She's like movable. like Oh, not like a Barbie. Yeah, she well, could yeah like been, a mannequin. Yeah, but hold on, but she could have been taxidermied over a mannequin. Yeah, that ma- a mannequin's the base and they've just kind of put a skin on top of it. Well, that's horrifying. I yeah. mean, whatever the situation is, pretty grim, isn't it? I mean, those hands, I just can't see anybody putting that much effort no they're actual hands they are hands aren't they Mm. i did see another theory that it wasn't her head but it was her body like it was a mannequin head but it was her actual body i don't know yeah but yeah creepy extremely creepy yeah very much so now even if la pasqualita was an eternal corpse mannequin By the sounds of it, the spirit that inhabits her sounds nice and well-meaning. Yeah. So much cannot be said for a particular mannequin that stands near the entrance of a Dillard's department store in Florida. I thought it's a dildo. (laughs) Of a dildo department store, which I want to visit, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Proceed. Employees began wondering if it was possessed by something when strange things began happening inside the store. One evening, a member of staff was closing up. There was another employee working downstairs, but apart from that, she was alone. She suddenly heard a creaking sound, almost like something being dragged across the floor. She searched for where the sound came from and found nothing. Only minutes later did her eyes land upon the mannequin that had now turned around and appeared to be watching her work. She was definitely shocked by this as the mannequin always had faced the entrance. She had never once seen it turned round the other way. But still, she just put it down to being tired and got on with closing up. The same staff member arrived at work one morning to find the mannequin had moved again, this time a lot further. She found it in the dressing rooms. She assumed one of her colleagues had put it there and got on with her day only for the team leader to arrive demanding to know where the mannequin was. It had been dressed in a very expensive dress and was supposed to be placed for their prom theme display. When the answer came that it was in the dressing rooms, the team leader went round all the employees asking if they'd put it there. They all 100% claimed that they hadn't touched it. Another employee called Rebecca was walking past... It's me! (laughs) I did this. You did it. (laughs) So, Rebecca was walking past the mannequin one night when it turned its head to look at her and hissed, Leave. Oh, God. I remember that. She was very rude. (laughs) At this point, I would be burning the thing. But no, (laughs) it stayed put inside the shop. One customer complained that when checking the price tag on an item the mannequin was wearing, she received an electric shock. And we're not just talking about a little static ping. It was enough for her to complain about being electrocuted by the mannequin, who was in no way automated and had no electric supply to it. Lastly, a customer was absolutely distraught when they realised that they'd lost a locket inside the store. She explained that it had extreme sentimental value as it was a present from her father who had since passed away, and it held a picture of him and her together. The employees searched everywhere to try and find it, but with no luck at all. 
That is, until the next evening, when they found it hanging around the mannequin's neck. The creepiest part, the photo had been removed. I truly believe that a lost soul can possess an object, and why not choose something that resembles the human form they once had? However, I shall definitely be giving any shop mannequins a wide berth from now on. And there you go. Thank you. You are welcome, Tash. You do not look impressed. Just never going to look at mannequins the same again. Yeah. Like what's in them or or what's on the outside even. Yeah. Crazy. Right, Becky. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hold on, let me find my song. Let me find my song. Song. Literally had that in my head when you said it. (laughs) Baby. That song's a song, song, song. That was beautiful. Thanks, babe. Yes. Right. Left. <laughs> Why have you both turned into dads? <laughs> Stop it. Do you know what I also <laughs> do all the time? When somebody says somebody else's name, so like at work, somebody will say Emma, and I will say smells. I do it every single time. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> oh, that's not a dad thing, though. That's just being immature. It's pathetic, isn't <laughs> Which it? Which I'm all for. I do it yeah. every single time, and every time I think I'm so funny. I um, my We have two sofas, and we both, me and my husband, sit on the opposite sofas. We don't sit on the same Obviously, sofas together. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just sit there and stick my finger up at husband and waiting for him to notice and then he'll be like oh fuck off and then uh, i'll be like no i'll babe and i'll keep calling him over and i'll be like babe and he'll look at me i'll stick my finger up and i was like no no seriously seriously he'll look again i'll be like fuck you (laughs) and i'll do that for about five times before he's like i'm not looking at you anymore (laughs) so that really makes me laugh anyway let's listen to this story yeah are you ready i'm ready okay as she was sleeping He snuck up to her window. She could hear him creeping closer, dragging his axe through her apartment. He left bloodstains on the carpet. She ran underneath the table. He could see that she was unarmed, defenseless. She could hear him calling her name. Annie. Annie. So she ran into the bedroom when he struck her down. It was all over. But he kept saying, Annie, Annie, you're all okay now. (laughs) Is that all right? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really good. Really good. I definitely know what it is. Yeah, well, we spoke about it beforehand, so (laughs) you definitely know what it is. I wanted it to make it easier because mine are always hard, apparently, so. Uh, You do do like to make it hard. That's what Mm, she said. That's what she said. Right, let's leave the people. They're probably absolutely traumatised by this episode and probably not from the scary stories. (laughs) Yes. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Book your pap smear. Stay safe. Don't swap people. And absolutely always, 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 always keep it weird. Yo. Thank you, thank you, bye, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. 
it. Simba, stop taking the cat penis. Stop purring, you horny fucker. Stop raping each other. <laughs> What's happening? Have they all got their snips? Yes, they've all been snipped and it's two boys, but they just keep having sex with each other. I am confused and sexual. I don't mind that they're gay cats. That is absolutely fine. But the fact that they are loud gay cats when I'm trying to podcast is annoying. No one likes a loud gay cat. You loud gay cat. So for any listeners out there, if you heard the meowing and the scratching, I'm sorry. It is my loud gay cats. Isn't it Pride Month? Oh, well, there there you are. They're just (laughs) living their best life. Yeah. I'll just show you this. This is how I sit most of the time. With my leg up on the wall. What the fuck? You look like a cat stretching, about to lick its ass. <laughs> about to lick a badge. <laughs> well, it keeps the smear tests away. <laughs> I usually put, like, my two... I'm usually sat with the microphone there. I'm just sort of, like, legs up onto the wall. Is there not feet marks on your walls? No, because it's like that shiny paint. And she's got oh, clean in this feet. Room. And my feet are not like gremlin feet, so it's okay. <laughs> Fine. I actually have an ick about myself. <laughs> what is it? Is it that you like eating cum? No. No. <laughs> no, it's not that. Cum guzzler. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm absolutely not a cum guzzler mum actually but you did always teach me it's rude to spit so um (laughs) told you to chew chew with her mouth closed and swallow oh I just took a sip of water when you said that I nearly died because you're making out I'm some sort of dirty hussy And I actually haven't had sexual relations for quite some time now. At least 27 hours. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking months here, actually. So fuck you both with your husbands. Oh, I'm joking. God, I think you're starving, babes. You're right. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just...